welcome to a trippy version. As, uh, we are we're in an alternate dimension, maybe. I don't know what dimension it is. It's the unhappy happy hour dimension with pervert fervor. Why are we so unhappy? If you don't know, what's wrong with you? We're coming from San Francisco. I thought you had some idea of what was happening here. Clearly not. The trippy, trippy sounds of Timothy Pizza, a.k.a. Pervert Fervor, making us all feel better one day at a time. I don't know. You feel better? I don't feel better. Things feel difficult. People are going to try to make you laugh tonight. That's going to be a thing that happens. That's cool. We like that. I don't know. (laughs) I can't laugh this week. I almost punched a bitch in the face on the Bart because she was laughing. What do you have to laugh about? There's nothing to laugh about. I don't want to have to punch you in the face just because we're on our way from Berkeley. Oh, you feel fine? Oh, the soda tax went through. You feel good about that, Berkeley? Don't be happy. Don't make me punch you in the face. Let pervert fervor make you feel better. To those dulcet town tones, clear your head. Hey, everybody. Your first comedian up tonight on the happy hour. I'm going to try to be happy. I'm going to have a really difficult time at it. I'll be honest. But we're going to try here at Mutiny Radio on the happy hour. Your first comedian. She is a very funny lady. And she's a lady, which means she can't be funny. Because what could possibly be between her ears other than things that want to make babies or be hot, right? Like, because women are nothing more than walking vaginas that can have babies and look hot, right? 1991 Trump, say anything about the media as long as you have a hot girlfriend. Yeah, she could be your new hot girlfriend. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Ginny Hogan. She's not here yet. Perfect. She's not here yet. Oh. I just did that big thing. Your first comedian tonight. He had a beautiful rant today uh, that made me laugh multiple times, even in my sad state of malaise. Please put your hands together, everyone, for John Alcabez. Yo, who else is jealous of dogs right now? Am I right? They have no idea. They don't know what we did. They're just barking, playing. They don't know. I don't know. Maybe they do. There's bad vibes in the air. Like, if I was, like, dropped on planet Earth right now and, like, onto San Francisco without any context and I was walking around, I'd be like, what happened? Did everybody's grandma die? Where did all of the grandmas go? Were all of the grandmas just on one bus together that crashed? What? What went down? Poor grandmas. Um, no, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer. I'm sad. Um, I, I feel shitty because like there's stuff we could have done to stop it. Like in Michigan, like 90,000 people who voted didn't fill out a vote for president. 90,000 people. How do you miss the biggest question on the test? That's the biggest. That's like the main. You missed that one. It was right there. How do you forget about that? They're walking out of the, they're walking out of the booth. They're like, oh, I forgot about, that was it. That was the one thing. Um, I, uh, I, what was I gonna, did anyone have a birthday this week or like get married? Somebody did. 
Somebody must have been set to get married on November 9th, and then that just was their wedding day. That's cool, I guess. Um, I, uh, sorry, I'm gathering my thoughts, my thoughts and prayers. Um, I don't know. I'll talk about some other shit. Or right, here's what I was going to say. Um, so, okay, let me tell you a story, and then it's going to, like, it'll, you'll see. Um, when I, one time I was at a concert in Santa Cruz, and there's this super drunk girl who was, like, like shoving her way to the front, and people, whenever someone would call her on it, she would just be like, come on, we're going to the front. We're going to go see the performer. We're all going to the front. Um, and that's, like, a pretty perfect metaphor for, like, how Donald Trump won and capitalism in general. It's the idea of, like, we're all going to go, we're all going to go stand in the front and get what we want. I'm going to make you all rich. I'm just going to give you all, we'll, we'll, we'll make a bunch of money from China, and then we'll divvy it up. I don't know. Um... Fuck it, I'll talk about something else. You guys play the lottery? Any lotto heads in here? No? Yeah? Well, you either do or you don't. There's no... I mean, if you... I don't know, that was harsh. That was unreasonably harsh. Um, you can you can, you can, can sort of play the lottery. Um, I... Do you, do you play... When you play the lottery, do you play the fill-em-outs or the scratch-em-ups? The scratch-em-ups? I, yeah, I like the scratch em ups better than the fill em outs. The fill em outs are what I call the uh, the Super Bowl, or is that what it's called? Yeah, Super Bowl. Um, and that one, you like, it's harder, like, because you, you can, if you lose, you fucked up. It's your fault. You picked the wrong numbers. You're a dummy. If you lose the pa- if you lose the scratchies, you just you got the wrong one. Um, but if you lose the Powerball, it's it's embarrassing. I wouldn't want to win the Powerball. I don't think. I, w- I do the scratchies because I want to win like a thousand dollars. That'd be chill. Help with rent and groceries. I don't want to min- win $100 million. I would never get out of bed again if I won $100 million. <laughs> I, would ne- I would just sleep all day, be depressed. Um, I like, I don't know, I, I think I would get too cocky if I won, if I won the Powerball. Um, and not cocky because of my new wealth, but cocky because I'm just so fucking good at guessing now. You know what I mean? I would just be like, oh my God, I'm the best guesser. Nobody guesses like me. Not even Nate Silver. Just kidding. He's dead to us. Dead to us. You hear me, Nate Silver? You're dead to us. Um, no, I don't know. I I would get, I would like show up to the Seven Eleven where people are filling out their cards and be like, "Hey, uh, can I give you some advice?" I would do odd even, odd odd even. Worked for me. They'd be like, "Dude, who the, who are you, man?" I'd be like, um, "Oh, I I'm Powerball winner John Alcabest. You don't recognize me? That's weird." That's weird that you wouldn't recognize me because you play Powerball, and I won the Powerball. So it's like, you'd think, like, people who play basketball know who Michael Jordan is. So maybe just brush up on the greats, you know? Um, do your research before you just start playing the game. Um, I, no, I just play the Scratchies, and they're fun. They're kind of a bummer, though. Like, has anyone ever won on a Scratchy? And, w- and for my definition of winning on one of those is, like, $20 and over. Because if you win $3, you didn't win. You're not, or you won, but you're not a winner, you know? You, like, $3. I'd rather win nothing than $3, because if you win nothing, you get to throw it out and go home. If you win $3, you have to go right back into the gas station <laughs> and be like, can I have $3, please? It says here you're supposed to give me $3, so ones, please. I, I'm going to spend it on more opportunities to win $3, as that is my favorite dollar amount. Um, all right, you guys have been great. Thank you. 
John Alcabez! Yay! 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 Who's that guy? I was confused. I got I got confused in the middle. All right. I'm sorry. It's going to be really hard for me to pay attention tonight. Uh, is Ginny here yet? No. Oh, she's actually not coming at all. I don't have a smartphone, and I refuse to get the Obama phone because I don't want anybody tracking my bullshit. So I don't get those kind of updates. Um, but your next comedian, hey, he's a new guy. He figured out those pre-sign tasks like a champ. Put your hands together for Andrew Lau. Hello. What's up, guys? Um, let's start with death, right? Because nothing could get any worse, right? Um, I think I'm, af- I'm afraid of dying for sure. Because dying is like the only thing that's absolutely forever. Like there's nothing else that's forever, but dying forever for sure. But I always had this fear of dying after eating a big meal at a restaurant because, you know, every time you have a big meal at a restaurant, sometimes you have to rush home. So I have this little irrational fear that I'll be driving home pretty sporadically, erratically, and I'll crash. And all of a sudden, I'll be thrown through the windshield. I'll be in the middle of the street. It's raining. And all of a sudden, my mom comes out of nowhere. And she finds me. I'm like basically dying. She comes up to my body. She's like, oh my god, my son, please don't die. Please don't die. And I just look at her and I say, I'm sorry. <laughs> Doritos Locos Tacos. <laughs> so dumb. Oh god. What else I want to talk about today? Okay, Cupid, I guess. Uh, dating apps are stupid. But um, I use OkCupid, and there's like actually a reason why they just call that OK, right? And not fucking Fantastic Cupid or Great Cupid or anything like that. I think OkCupid is like the first website that went up to me and was like, hey, do you want to just look for friends? Like, no, that's a dating website, not friend website. Also, I don't remember the lore of Cupid too much, but I don't remember him having arrows just for friends. I don't remember the story of Cupid finding a man and a woman thinking, that guy's personality, too great. That girl? too hot, friend zone, uh, but I did, um, I would search for girls on OkCupid and I would find a match and sometimes I'll be like, oh, like this girl's super cute, she has the same taste in movies, same taste in music, it's like, and she says she doesn't even believe in a god, and that's like a match made in wherever matches are made. <laughs> My cousin, uh, he told me that he didn't want to use dating websites because he was afraid that he might meet somebody. Sorry, let me, I didn't finish that sentence. He's afraid that he might meet somebody and it might go well, and they might have kids, and he's afraid that he might, he's afraid of the story that he has to tell them. Like, because we want the best for everything, right? We want the best stories, we want the best hats, we want the best hair, we want the best everything. Even even when we go to a fancy San Francisco restaurant, we want the best cheese board. Cheese boards are just Lunchables on a fucking board with grapes. <laughs> but we want the best for us. So that's why I want to meet my wife on Tinder, for sure. Because I imagine it going... <laughs> I just realized that this joke has the same formula as my Taco Bell joke. That's weird. What a weird coincidence. But anyway, I have, I have this idea that I'm going to meet my wife on Tinder. Everything's going to go great. We're going to go well. We're going to hang out. We're going to spend the night together. We're going to realize that we love each other. And then one morning when we, uh, when we're going to love each other, 
and then we're gonna have a kid and then get married. Because people on Tinder for sure have kids and then get married, not the other way around. And then when <laughs> breakfast comes around, the kid will come up to me and ask, hey, dad, what, what did you say to mom? What was the first thing you ever said to mom? And I was like, well, I just sent her the most beautiful eggplant emoji everyone has ever seen. I'm working on that, relax, relax. <laughs> I went, to a, I went to a festival in Chicago, um, and this is the worst thing anyone's ever called me, anything, this is the worst. I went to a chi Chicago festival, hmm. I went to a festival in Chicago, and my friend said, I'll meet you at the front of the crowd. I said, okay, I'll meet you at the front of the crowd. Working my way through this tight fucking crowd, all of a sudden I just hear this, tall, uh, this guy go, hey tall guy, you're a cancer. I was like, ow, that hurts. Because I'm a Leo? All right, that was my time. Thank you, guys. Cancers! Leos! Oh, I believe in nothing anymore. There's no, even the, the stars don't exist. Nothing exists. Uh, Andrew Lau, yay. Sorry, it's going to be a really rough night, guys. It's going to be hard for me to get through. This is the first time I've talked into a microphone, really, since the uh, explosion of the universe. Uh, women are just bowling balls that you can put your fingers into, you know? That's just how you carry them around as objects. Your next comedian is a comedian who, I don't know how he feels about women, but hopefully he has more respect for them than our president-elect. Is he here? Who knows if he has respect? Is Arjun Banerjee here? See? See how he doesn't have respect for women? Because he signs up number four and doesn't fucking show up. I bet he voted for Trump. That's exactly right. No respect for women whatsoever. Just, hey, I'll sign up for, but I won't show up because you don't have meaning or, you know, things you believe aren't real. This is because a dude is running brainwashed tonight. Do you see? It's all going to come down to he said versus she said, except I'm not even Mexican. So when are they going to get angry? Uh, your next comedian, she's a lady. She has curly hair. We, she's of ambiguous, you know, ethnogenesis. Like, will people go kill her kind? I don't know. Will she have a baby someday? Hopefully soon, so she has some worth. Is uh, Allison Hooker here? Yeah! Allison Hooker! Yay! I'm here, Pam. I'm here. And um, I will not have a baby. Fuck no. I luckily had my abortion before it's illegal. And my morning after pills. Actually, ladies, have you ever taken a morning after pill? Yeah. It comes in like an impossible to open package. Like, what the fuck? I was like, this should be one thing I should be able to get into. You know what I mean? Just like, what the fuck? It should come in like a Pez dispenser. Or like, fuck it, why is it even in pill form? Like, how about the bottom of a hair of the dog mimosa? My birthday was November 8th. Oh, I'm so sorry. So I cried all night and woke up looking. I actually ate six morning after pills, grabbed, like, got through those packages. It didn't die. Trump is real. But I gotta say, like, it kind of seems like, uh, you know when you're in junior high and you run for president and it seems like a juvenile thing because all you do is like tell a bunch of rumors about the other people and promise things you can't actually do? Like, I'll put a soda machine in every classroom. And then you like run around campus like grabbing girls with your little tiny junior high hands. <laughs> 
But in the end, that's really like what it's like, right? Fuck, just win for some weird popularity reason because you're the biggest asshole. Odd. Yay! Junior high is tough though, right? Junior high is tough for all of us. I'll give you guys that. But it was harder for me, I'm going to argue. Okay, because I had like all the classic things going on. You know, like the frizzy bangs and crooked teeth. Only my nipples had come in. Um, but my name is Allison Hooker, and I had to write my first initial and last name on my gym clothes. So I had to write a hooker down the leg of my pants and across my nipply chest. So that wasn't the easiest time. I don't know. I don't know any more about my jokes. I haven't been able to be funny. I'm going to be honest about that. But I'm going to try. Um, I went to a music festival this summer, and I got actually so high I couldn't figure out how to do more drugs. <laughs> no, really. I was like on acid, and I knew I wanted the kick of the molly, but I couldn't figure out how to get it in me. Uh, but guys, I, w I was there's these asshole cops that go to these places, right? And I'm just, they go undercover, like they dress up in an outfit, and how the fuck do they go home at night and feel good about what they do, you know? Just, oh, sweetheart, streets are safer. I put some kids away in jail because they were nice enough to offer me drugs. You know, just what? But how do they pick this cop? That's what I want to know. Like, was he the asshole in, in rookie school that just was tattling on everybody? You know, like, no matter what they did wrong. He's actually completely terrified of real crime. <laughs> no one actually wanted him to become a cop, so, but his mom's like the sergeant, so he had to get in. And then she's like, why don't you just go to a music festival? I don't know. I don't know. But, um, and he overthinks the outfit. You know, like he, he has to dress up like a hippie. He still thinks we wear tie-dye. Just sequins and random pom-poms on it. It's like, we don't even wear that. And his friendliness, like he's trying to trap you, so his friendliness is laid on way too thick. Ladies, uh, you guys are the only ones who might understand this, but a cop who's trying to catch you in that kind of act, uh, he lays it on like a guy who's hitting on you, but when he's asking what your name is, he's already glazed over like... He's already imagining fucking you. You know what I mean? That kind of guy. And then he gets all uppity, like when you don't respond. What? 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 That's kind of how the undercover cops come to you. Anyways, uh, happy Friday, you guys. I hope our weekend's better. Huzzah! Allison Hooker. She knows what it's like to be objectified. Yay. Uh, no, I mean, not just because you're super pretty, uh, but also your name was a hooker forever, and people were probably constantly like, you all kinds of things. And you come here. So, yeah, I, I, you know, and I constantly objectify everybody. But I, I, don't, I don't even know if it's a comedic way. I just think that I was trained by all these misogynist assholes, and I just don't want to deal with gender stereotypes, so I'm going to be, you know, the lady who objectifies everybody. Your next comedian is a dude. He's a new dude, and he figured out how to do the pre-sign shit, so good on him. Put your hands together, everybody, for Zachary Foster! Good up for the new guy. Fuck, I hate new people. I like myself, though. I don't hate myself. I'm not a horrible person. Can you guys just back up a little bit? I'm really claustrophobic right now. Dude, back up. Is there anything behind here? No, all right. 
How's everyone doing? Yeah. So much energy in this room. Just too much. You gotta settle down right now. Nice Jewish star on that. What is that a dude represent? Yeah. <laughs> Just a quick heads up, the uh Monday night planning meeting of the Elders of Zion next week has been pushed back to Tuesday, just so you know. Um, yeah, I actually recently graduated from the San Francisco Comedy College, and it, it, in, in case you guys, yeah, there it is. In case you guys didn't know, this is the most prestigious comedy college on the western half of downtown San Francisco. Between Sutter and Post, basically. This place kills it. Um... Wow. So, am I the only one here who voted for Trump? <laughs> Guys, I'm th this is comedy, okay? Um, I've been getting into hipster bars lately. I was at this, um, I was at this hipster bar, and I walked in. You know, like, the, like the, the, the cash register is just like a typewriter, and they sell, like, kale salad. And I, I looked at the menu, and I, there's a Gruet beer, and I'm... That's not a beer type. And I was like, dude, what's a Gruet beer? And he's like, oh, it's a Gruet beer. It's G-R-U-I-T, Gruet. I'm like, gee, thanks for spelling it for me because I always thought Gruet was spelled G-R-U-A douchebag. I confuse the letters T and a douchebag. They're like similar. And then I asked the next guy, I'm like, dude, what's a Gruet beer? He's like, oh, I just look after the typewriters. I'm like, that's it? I water the kale plants also. Yeah, kale plants. I mean, that's a tough job. Like, is, can you even grow kale like in a plant? And I don't even know. A perennial? It's like a perennial. I've got six of them in my balcony. Just one. All right. How much you get per plant? Is it like a lot of kale or like? Just <laughs> <laughs> just for decoration. Depends on how big the plan is. Um, and no, but like, I was like, dude, what's a Gruet beer? And the guy's like, oh, it's, um, it's infused with a fragrant fennel-like yarrow. I was, That's a good thing. I have a fragrant fennel-like yarrow deficiency in my diet. What the f... All right. That's some good. I hope it's infused with fragrance. Cool. <laughs> How do you infuse a cake, anyways? What do you do with that? <laughs> anyways, um, a, what? <laughs> a buddy of mine recently, po he had a baby, and I was like, dude, who has babies these days? <laughs> Thanks. Um, and he recently posted uh, on Facebook that he's going to be live streaming the Briss. Dude, yeah. And for those of you who don't know what a bris is, this is the very joyous Jewish occasion uh, where family and friends get together with a baby and chop off its penis. Uh, you know, circumcision. <laughs> oh, what are they doing with the, with the foreskin, you know? What, are they going to wait till the kid like, gets to kindergarten and give it to him for show and tell? It's like, Jimmy, what did you bring for show and tell today? My penis! Thanks, guys. Zach Foster. Zach Foster! Bringing up an excellent point. Uh, circumcision, his choice, his decision. Why do we mutilate children's sticks for no reason? 
fine, I'm a Jew. I got a covenant with Yahweh, and he can use them as uh, croutons on his Caesar salad. I don't care. But why do all the Americans chop off the top of their baby's dicks? I don't understand this. Um, I just think it's because American moms are lazy. Uh, they don't like to vote, and they don't like to clean out the top of their baby's dicks. You just have to put an 18-month-old in a little bit of water. They will clean their own dick. I'm telling you, baby boys at all ages love to play with their dicks. Just like your next comedian. Uh, hey, everybody. You're going to love him. Put your hands together for Ashton Tate. Let's give it up one more time. Come on. Let's. All right. I've never seen someone say that here. Uh, I. Uh, you guys know how. Maybe. Maybe you guys. Some of you guys are uh, spend thrift conscious. Like uh, I try and save money. I found this new cologne. It's called Loiter by Abercrombie. It's, you just walk around Abercrombie. It's free. But uh, I try and save money. Like uh, you know, maybe you'll go somewhere and you know you're gonna spend money, so you only bring the amount in your pocket that you'd like to spend. You guys ever do that? So I, that's how I spent two dollars at the strip club recently. It was uh, it was great. Um, you know, when you don't, we're not paying for dances. You're really just singing to the songs, and it's a good time. And I realized, you know, while I was sitting there, while I was sitting there watching the dancers and whatnot, I realized that the DJ in the strip club doesn't get enough credit because. The music plays a big difference. I don't know if you guys have ever been in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. And uh, just the music that's on if you're with someone makes a, makes a big difference. Because sometimes like an ad will start playing. And I mean, sure, you can shut off the ad, but the, the moment's ruined. Because I'm just like, now she remembers that I didn't get that cruise that I told her I would get. So now she's probably thinking about that. Can't really, can't. Okay, so. So I was sitting there at the stroke club, you know, just chilling, just fixing that wobbly table that's always in the in the place. Got to have those coasters, am I right? Got to fix these wobbly tables. And uh, this this lady offered me a dance, and she said, "Give me everything in your in your pocket." And I had forgotten my my rule, so I just excitedly took out what was in my pocket, and it ended up being a handful of change. And uh, you know, so it just fell on the floor, and we were there, like, sharing a moment together, picking it up, and uh, it was cool, because I realized, like, it's a lot sexier to see a girl pick up dollar bills off the stage than quarters off the carpet, um, <laughs> even though it was, like, good practice, you know? It's harder to pick up quarters off carpet than, so she, I don't know, so that was, uh, I don't remember her name. She probably doesn't remember mine, so who cares? Uh... My least favorite uh, form of foreplay is when they ask if you're a virgin. It's my least favorite form. Yeah, it's like, because uh, there's no sexy way to ask, are you sure you're not a virgin? It's not like, hey, big guy. Remember that conversation we had at the bar? I was thinking those social cues you mentioned in college are starting to make sense now. <laughs> should You should take your clothes off. Uh, so... And then she asked again, so that's good. But I just don't want to end up like that Charmin bear. You guys know that? Not not many people are talking about this, but uh, the Charmin bear, we're all, we're all familiar with it. But uh, I think the commercials are getting more sad because, like, I saw one recently, and it was just the kids. It was just the kids. And I think that's like, you know, what happened to the father? Is he dead now because of global warming? Like, we're using this toilet paper, this stuff that they made us think was cute and cuddly, 
and now now the father's dead. So just think about that next time you're um, using using Charmin. I'm I'm looking forward to like the next commercial, you know, where it's just the one son, the one bear, and he's looking into the camera and he's like, "Help me fight global warming." My brother's dead. He hung himself from the tree, and it's it's getting sad. But uh, sometimes I think uh, I think I like I'll, I'll just keep talking about toiletries because I brought it up. But the uh, the brawny the brawny man on the paper towel. It's uh it's like the most brawny like brawn. It's I don't think that's his real name. I've never met a guy named Brawny. It's just supposed to rep represent like tough because he's he's got his shirt popped open and he's wearing a plaid and. Uh, you know, it's hard to look cool carrying that. Cause I don't feel very brawny trying to carry two rolls of or paper towels. But um, not many people know this, but the actually, you know what they make? How br they make brawny toilet paper is by uh, killing the Sherman bears, and then they uh, that's that guy he kills the bears and then he uses their toilet paper to make paper towels. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool story. Uh, so yeah, just get out there and hunt. Uh, my name is Ashton. Have a good weekend. Bye. Global warming is real, everybody. Ashton Tate. Yay. All right. Moving along here on the happy hour. Trying to stay happy. Your next comedian runs a really great show every Tuesday at OMG. Clap your hands wildly for Greg Gettle. <laughs> You were talking about foreskin, right? So I think we should take the foreskin, give it to the lad, and then when you find your significant other, when you propose, you should put that, <laughs> that ring. And that, that should be like, like, look what Johnny gave me. Like, he gave me his foreskin, and then you know it's forever. Or your friend's like, oh, my God, that's Johnny's foreskin. You're like, how do you know that's Johnny's foreskin? And then you find out your friend fucked your boyfriend. Whatever. Um, oh, that's fun. Um, um, so I was uh, I was watching a bunch of Charlie Brown uh, shit the other day. <laughs> Whatever. And uh, do you guys remember uh, the Great Pumpkin? Uh, the epi yeah. So Lin Linus, Linus, right? Linus, Lionel, Lionel, Li is it Linus? Linus, okay, don't trust him. <laughs> not because he's a Jew, because he's not informed. Um, I feel nothing. Um, so like Linus like goes, he takes his blanket, he goes to this uh, patch to find to find the great pumpkin, and uh, while he's doing that, like Charlie Brown's sister joins Linus because she's got a crush on him, and then Charlie Brown hears about this the next day, and he goes up to Linus, he's like. What's this I hear that you're hanging out with my sister? And he's like, dude, I was just trying to find the great pumpkin, and she tagged along. He's like, that better be all that you're doing. And it's like, Charlie, you're six years old. Like, <laughs> you don't have to worry about your friends fucking your sisters for another 10 years. Uh, just calm the fuck down. Charlie's so crazy. Uh, crazy guy. No, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't want to talk about the election so much. I'm just hating the after effect of people losing and then making their friends the enemies, which I'm not a huge fan of. I think that's kind of a setback. I think you need to have conversations with people rather than say, fuck you, and that's the end of it. Like, that's, we're not going to grow as a society unless we have these conversations. And it is sad, though, but also I, I hate all my Democratic friends. They're like, I'm not racist. You're all racist. I'm not racist. And I think that's bullshit. 
because uh, I'm I'm a little racist. I'll say it. Uh, I'm racist. I'm not I'm not like whatever racist, but like I'm not like my grandparents racist, but like. I'm racist where uh, when I'm playing Madden, I create a, a football player, like a running back, like Greg Gettle, the running back. I always make him black. Thank you. Because it's not believable that he's a running back and he's white. I don't want a third down Toby Gerhardt bullshit. I want to be a starter in the NFL, you know? So I always make him black. And it's believable to me. And it's kind of progressive thinking if you think about it. People, other races are better other things than other races. There's nothing wrong with that. But it, I just think it's bullshit. Like, I, like... But, like, I, I'm kind of racist, but, like, I got raised by my parents who are, are more racist than I am. But, I, but also, it's not their fault because they're raised by my grandparents who were way more racist than them. And then they were racist because they were raised by my great-grandparents who were even way more racist. You know what I mean? Which is, like, whatever. But, like, but like so every generation gets a little less racist or it's a work in progress. We're getting better at every generation. But then, you, as a kid, you still meet your grandparents and, like, Four years old, you meet your grandparents who are times two more racist than you are, and you take it in as a sponge, which is bullshit. It's a setback. So I feel like we shouldn't meet our grandparents until we're 18 years old. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'd be able to vote, you know what I mean? Get, you're still an idiot as a person, but like at least you can like have a little more culture, a little more know who you are. And then you meet your grandparents. You're like, yeah, Grandpa, Grandpa Bud's a little kooky about the whole color thing, but... uh. Other than that, he's a pretty good guy. And also, like, people are like, well, what if my grandparents die before I turn 18? It's like, well, then you get his bowling shoes. Uh, that's pretty cool. Like, look at my grandpa Bud gave me his cool bowling shoes. Much better than his ideology on people. Uh, all right, guys, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much, everybody. Greg Gettle. Um, he, has, he knows the word ideology. That makes me so happy. I feel like the rest of America is just so stupid at this point. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm going to sigh a lot. Uh, Greg Gettle, you were great. Yeah, Greg Gettle. I'll just let the malaise drip out of me with pervert fervor, you know? I'll just let the meagity moobs take out every drop at a time. Right? Yay. Pervert fervor. All right. Uh, your next comedian is my favorite communist. Um, only because he comes from Russia. He might not be a communist. I just hope and dream that he is because I want to believe in a future for the world. Put your hands together, everybody, for Gene Feld! Thank you, Pam. All right. First of all, I think this is the week to start drinking again. It's a cool flask, I know. That's what I was going for. So anyways, I don't know, everybody keeps saying that, like, what the fuck happened to the polls, right? Nobody expected Trump to win. And then, did you guys, has anyone heard here that, um, I don't know, it's not really a poll, but basically for Halloween, right, whichever candidate's mask outsells the other candidates, like, that's usually who ends up winning. So, and, and, and I think it's consistent with the logic of the people who voted for Trump, right? Like, somewhere within you, there's this instinct that, like, you know, fuck all of this shit. Who am I scared of the most here? This guy. Okay, yeah, he'll shake things up. I don't know. Like, th there's a lot of metaphors that I thought of about for this one. For example, when I was, uh, 
when I was living in Russia, like, travel on trains was really big, because whatever, they, there were shitty airports, but it doesn't matter. Um, so, you know, you go somewhere, like, you go from Moscow to whatever, to the coast on vacation, it's, it's a two-day ride in a train. And every train car has, like, this whatever pull thing that you can pull that stops the train. And uh, one time, late at night, some guy got really drunk and decided it would be a really good idea to pull that thing. And, um, and I think that's how Michigan and Wisconsin felt. <laughs> that's, that's what I think happened. And fucking Florida, you know, it's a weird state. It's shaped like a dick. Every four years, it decides whether it wants to fuck the country or the Republicans. Um, what else do I have for you guys here? Um, you know, it is going to suck. That, that's for sure. Like, for me, what sucks the most is like, like the worst thing of the election night was Trump's victory speech. And it's not the fact that he won, but it's, you know, like you're seeing a narcissist get an ego boost. That's just a really disgusting sight. <laughs> and there's going to be like so much of it, you know? Like it, even like, I don't know, I, I think a lot of us wouldn't want good things to happen because you don't want Trump to feel good about that shit. <laughs> We're like, oh, they took hostages on the first day of the Trump presidency. And like, of course you want the hostages back, but like somewhere in the back of your mind, you're going like, fucking, I hope they all die and Trump fucking feels bad about it. <laughs> okay. Um, what else should we talk? Okay, you guys know how back in the early days of the internet, there were these chat rooms and uh, teenagers would, you know, basically talk dirty on them and then that's basically what became sexting. So <laughs> in any case, like, it's bizarre to call, like it's bizarre to call something sexting when it essentially involves trading words and, and masturbating. But then, like, <laughs> if you call it sex, right? If that is sexting, okay? Like, let's say it is. Would then, or cyber sex rather, right? Like, let's say that's cyber sex. If that's cyber sex, would masturbating? on a girl's profile picture on a dating website, would that be cyber rape? Right, because, you know, because she's not writing back to you. And, and you know, I don't, like, fuck, because if you can't do that much, right, why even go on the first date? I think that every guy who, whoever went on a date off a, uh, off a dating app definitely did that. Uh, on that note, thank you very much, guys. I'm Gene Feld. Gene Feld! I loved it, miask. I love it when you say words miask. <laughs> if I was wearing a miask, <laughs> it would be, I'm sorry, I love his accent. I'm gonna objectify his accent. Am I allowed to do that? If we can objectify women's titties, we can objectify Gene Feld's accent. We can objectify his accent and he can wear a miask. <laughs> sorry. Every, nothing is real anymore, everybody. You know what is real? Adam Rubenfeld's fucking banana bread. It is delicious. I just scarfed down a piece with its melty, goodnessy, chocolatey center. It almost made me feel like not wanting to kill myself. Put your hands together, everybody, for Adam Rubenfeld. Glad you liked it. That was, that was my goal. I want to stave off suicide one loaf of banana bread at a time. 
That's right. That's how you know I'm Jewish, other than my Jewish star, my Mass Yahoo shirt, and my Star David tattoo underneath it. It's because I feed people to replace emotions. You come around me and you got the sniffle, I think you're crying. I'm about to make you some latkes. So I'm going to sit down for this one because I've been getting emotional all day. Uh, so I am going to talk about the uh, election. I warned um, uh, Pam. I was like, hey, can I like rant like instead of jokes? I mean, I'm not funny usually when I come here. I, this time I'm just going to stop with the pretense. So, all right. So Trump said something about uh, polls being rigged. Turns out he was right. Unfortunately, we found out they were rigged against us. The, the polls were rigged by fucking M. Night Shyamalan. It's like, by the way, I had this like false sense of security, and then all of a sudden, it turns out they were in 2000. Uh, no, we were in 1954 instead of 2016. Fuck that village twist. I hate that shit. <laughs> all right. Next person who comes in my office and tells me to smile is leaving with less teeth than they came in with. Uh, uh, apparently, I've, I found out there is this thing called the, uh, the Bradley effect. I wasn't aware of this because, like, I'm only 30 and, you know, watch Cat Dog for the bulk of my formative years. And uh, appar apparently there was a guy. He was like a senator or house representative guy. Um, and uh, he was an African-American. He wanted to run for governor. All the polls said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to vote for this guy. I'm going to do that. Did he get voted in? No, they fucking voted the white guy in for the nine million time. Uh, apparently, it's this thing where during polls, even though it's just you and the guy, people feel like they have to keep in their, their inner racist until the last possible second, second where there's no take backsies. So it's just sort of like, it's like, I'm voting for Hillary. And, like, you can't see them winking over the phone. But as soon as that shit's done, it's like, oh, man, I've been wanting to whip out this N-word I've been hearing so much about. Um, I'm not thrilled with those people. Uh, so I, I was looking up, and, and there's so many people to blame for this election, uh, mostly ourselves. Uh, but the DNC is a huge part of that. Um, I liken it to The Truman Show. Ever remember that? Remember when Jim Carrey used to make good movies? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Truman Show had this awesome subplot where Truman growing up was super attracted to this brunette. And they were like, fuck you. You want some of that hot Laura Linney ass, which no one does. And so he was attracted to this woman, but this other person was hired organized, arranged, vetted to be his girlfriend and then wife. But he was still attracted to that. So they had to throw her off the fucking island. That's the exact same thing they did with Bernie. I mean, how are we supposed to know we're supposed to be looking at this sex pot Clinton and this virile 80-year-old Jewish man comes waltzing in and takes our breath away. That wasn't the program. That wasn't there. So they were like, all right, well, shit, because, you know, we're going to have to rerun all those ads, and I'm not going to go back to Kinko's and do the leaflets crossing out Clinton. <laughs> so fuck that guy. And, uh, and, yeah, it turns out people can actually feel when they're being manipulated now. It used to just go like uh, we had Novocaine for that shit. Now we don't. Now we don't. Now we felt that Bernie went away. So they decided to, I don't know, like vote for this homeless guy they threw in a suit. What was his name? Gary Busey? I think that's close enough to what that guy fucking sounded like. Um, the only hope that I have for, um, for, for a Trump presidency, and, and it's like, all right, give me my week to mourn, and then I'll do the let's move on and cooperation. Yeah, 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 no take backsies. Fuck that. Um, 
he's pissed off the GOP enough that hopefully that obstructionist Congress that's been there for eight fucking years is just going to follow inertia. And it's the only time I'll say possibly thank God for Mitch McConnell because the look on his face shows that nothing has passed through his body, let alone Congress, in the last eight years. Uh, and I'll, uh, the, my, my closer, this is the one thing that they got to laugh. I told this, uh, yeah, every once in a while I get one. Uh, my least favorite part of uh, Trump's acceptance speech is I was waiting for the part where he tore off his mask to reveal that it was Andy Kaufman underneath. <laughs> but he's keeping that fucking ruse up. He's playing that shit to the bone. I almost want to see, like, what happens. He's been keeping that up longer than Tony Clifton. All right, thanks, guys. Yay! Adam Rubenfeld telling us the truth about cyborg Andy Kaufman taking over our country. Yay! They both had a similar comb over. You're nice comedian. Hey, she's a funny lady, and it's uh, it's one of her first times here. You guys, if you don't clap wildly, then you're assholes, uh, or you just don't like women. But that's fine, because we know that no one in America likes women right now. That's fine. It's fine. But please, pretend like you do, and clap wildly for Evelyn Diamond! <laughs> Hi, you, you guys can call me Erie, all six of you, because you're my friends now. <laughs> so I just want to say, one of the reasons why this whole Trump thing is so, it hurts my heart so much, is not just because of the reasons we all hate him, but also because he reminds me of this ice cream man I used to have when I was a little kid. No, like he, it's creepy how much he acts like him. He used to wink at the little girls. Um, yeah, and like you want an ice cream, so you go, yeah, yeah you're very successful. And, it's, and then on Tuesday, my mom married him. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. I know. That's how I feel. I just wanted to get it out to you guys. So, I don't know. I, um, so this whole Bill Cosme thing is really bugging me, too, you guys. Um, <coughs> Lately, oh yeah, because now he's claiming that he can't go to trial because he's blind, right? So not only is he a rapist, I know, so not only is he a rapist, but it sounds like he's also a chronic masturbator, so that's, (laughs) and then like his wife, okay, this is the biggest thing, Mrs. Cosby, she walks around like everything's fine, she's always got like a blank stare on her face, She's not reacting to anything. I mean, that's his type, but you know what I mean. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, right? So, I don't know. Um, It's really upsetting. I, uh, when I was a little kid, I had this cat named Batman. It was a little girl kitty named Batman. And I know, and people used to ask me, like, why did you name him Batman? It's not like he fights crime or anything. I mean, she's a little girl cat, you know? And I would told him, you know, it's because my dad ran over her parents in the alley. So, <laughs> like, like, like the comic book, you know? Like, I wanted to name her Superman, but, like, it's not like their planet blew up. That's stupid, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. I, uh, if I, I was thinking about this the other day. You guys tell me if you've ever thought about this. Okay, if I had a racehorse, I would name him 
a dead horse. Because no matter how it goes, imagine this, okay? If it's a great race horse, it's like no one can beat a dead horse. That's the headline, right? But wait, if it's a loser horse, everybody keeps beating a dead horse. We don't know. No? See, the, the, the worst part is my four people in my audience, and I can't even see two of them because the light's in my eyes. Hi, guys. That one was for you. <laughs> French fry light. You. <laughs> so... I, uh, I made these two little people really pissed off at me the other day. It was, it was, this was not my fault though. Okay, so I'm in line to get a ticket at the movie theater and like behind me in line is this two little people. Just like, and um, I look back and I'm like, hey, you guys, if you want, you can borrow my raincoat get on each other's shoulders, and then you only got to pay for one ticket. That's like 12 bucks, right? I know. Okay, did appreciate it, which I, the fuck was that? And I also found out that little people have like average sized person anger. Did you guys know about this? What the fuck is that? I don't know. I, don't know. I used to be really slutty. Yeah. I would, no, no clap? Hey. Why not, right? Thanks. Thanks. I'm not anymore, though, but I was. I have to tell you guys, I slept around so much. I might have some kids out there I don't even know about. You know what I mean? I didn't always use protection, so I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. So, but no, because I'm married now. So, that's, no, no clap for that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, it's actually a super cute story how I met my husband. Um, we were both out for a run, and uh, he's Mexican, so at first I thought he was chasing me, but <laughs> no. So that's my time. Thank you. Yay! 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 Evelyn Diamond, Evie Diamond, yay! Chased by Mexicans every day. Wow, even around the bedroom. Yay! Good luck in Trump's new America, where people can just grab you by the pussy. Like, it's fine. Don't worry. People are going to be grabbing you all the time, not just your husband. How lovely. Isn't that great? Because we just don't have any meaning anymore. Uh, and you're next. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going a little reactionary on it, but... You know, I am a feminist. I actually should be excited about it because he'll never come after me on my taxes now because he'll be like, well, what were you doing for that many years? And I'll say, I was a really good girlfriend. Just be, just like you never gave Ivana any real jewelry because you didn't want her to have any, like, commodities. Just like her. Someone takes care of me. Isn't it nice? I'm just a gold digger. You know what I mean? Because I have no thoughts of my own. I had her ability to make my own money or survive on my own without having a baby and trapping someone toward me forever. <laughs> Do you see? Please, no more abortions. Let someone finally take care of me because I need it. Do you see? Otherwise, I'll just be a witch and live out in the forests and make weird gingerbread houses and lure children in to eat them because I don't have a way of finding my own food without food stamps. Do you understand? Because I'm a stupid fucking bitch. Duh! Your next comedian is not a woman. And uh, he's going to... Hopefully make you laugh. He has tattoos on his head. Everybody, it's Jeremy Adkins. He's not here. It's Connor Doherty. The guy. This one? Yeah, that one. The two is being kind of stuck. 
Hello. Wonderful. I'm going to open the door because I'm going to do another basketball joke later and I need Jonathan. The Warriors are going in a new Durantian. So everyone, everyone's talking about the presidential election. I'm talking about the city ordinance or whatever it was called that was going to allow 16-year-olds to vote. It didn't pass. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was going to run for city supervisor on a platform of beer and hand jobs. I was really counting on that youth vote, <laughs> but it's probably fine. I never really worked out the policy details. No, but uh, Tuesday night was, yeah, it was like surprising, sad. I'm sure like a lot of you, I was doing the same thing. I was just staring at a screen in disbelief, watching as the Timberwolves lost to the Brooklyn Nets. It's like, we were talking about the playoffs this preseason. We're losing to the fucking Nets. I opened the door for nothing. I won't do my other basketball jokes. Uh, so there are, f I have family members that I assume voted for Trump. I don't know. Because, so I'm actually ethnically half redneck. You can't necessarily tell just by looking at me. It's a genotype, not a phenotype. But my, but so after my grandpa died, my mom's side of the family just kind of fell apart. And I haven't spoken to my uncles in, I don't know, five years or something. But I assume they voted for Trump. And so now is like the time to reach out, you know? Like we can't just write off whole chunks of the population. But they also won't talk to me. So I think I'm just going to start sending them gifts. Like, I'm just going to get into a nice regular cadence of care packages of vodka and Twinkies and see if I can <laughs> see if I can drum up some natural causes. <laughs> um, my, my uncle Mickey is what sociologists refer to as a racist jackass. Adam gets it. <laughs> right? Because I said sociologist, and so you're expecting like a technical social science term, and then I said jackass. <laughs> I once lost an argument with him. He was trying to convince me that Barack Obama is a Muslim, and I lost that argument. Turns out that by Muslim, he meant black. <laughs> so technically, he was right. <laughs> That's the thing about politics, man. It's just all about semantics. Wonderful. I feel like I had another new thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there are a lot of people talking now about how California should secede. Have you guys been to the DMV? <laughs> it's not like that other places. California <laughs> has like 
I like it here too. But I promise you, California state government is uniquely inept. <laughs> Madison's backing me up. The Minnesota, <laughs> the Minnesota DMV, like, I, that's what I'm saying. I was sat, so I once, I once got pulled over on my bike because I, I ran a stop sign. He like turned on the sirens and everything. He's like, it's my only, it's my only moving violation. He's like, how many more stop signs are you gonna run? I'm like, I don't know, all of them. <laughs> I'm on a fucking bike. <laughs> But so he asks for my license and I give him my Minnesota license and he's like, oh, you're from out of town? I'm like, oh, I've been here like a while. <laughs> so you're s when you uh, establish residency, you're supposed to get a new ID within 10 days. So I was only like 2,000 days over the <laughs> limit. <laughs> anyway, public service announcement. Get your California IDs. Bye. Teaching us more. He's the professor I want, you guys. I want Connor Doherty to teach our children in the future. Can we have smart people teaching our children? Yay. I think he's read more books than all of us. Can. He knows more about string theory than everyone in this room combined. Yay. That makes him apt to be, I don't know, our next president someday. Uh, our... Is Sanch here? Do I have to sigh? I just go through the list. You know who I know is here? I'm excited about it, too. Hey, you guys, new comedian in our midst. You guys should be super excited about it. I am. She's going to blow your minds right now. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sabrina Miller. All right. Good to be back. I don't know how I can say that because this is my first time on a Friday. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm actually in um, pretty good spirits, even though I did a really shitty set at Brainwash last week. Um, I completely blanked after the uh, the first joke, but um, you know, I I, lear I learned something. Yeah. One of those things is uh, make sure you don't get your microphone cord tangled up. Um, <laughs> The other thing is that uh, sometimes comics are going to blank, and hecklers, they're going to hate. So sometimes all you can do is shake it off, shake it off, shake, 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 shake it off, shake it off. Taylor Swift is wise, y'all. Wise beyond her years. And like, I am super excited because I'm like really looking forward to catching one of her concerts when she comes to Toronto next year. So, uh, and like, I'm really hoping by then that she's uh, singing a song about how the U.S. has finally broken up with Donald Trump. And uh, shake him off, shake him off. So, you know, I really respect her for crossing over from, uh, from country to pop. Bold move, Taylor, bold move. <laughs> but let me tell you something, girl, that is nowhere near as bold as crossing over from male to female. That takes a huge pair of bank accounts. <laughs> I speak from personal experience. Um, well, here's the thing. Um, you get a lot of questions when you're transitioning from male to female. The same ones over and over 
and over again. Yay. Um, yeah. My, my favorite one has got to be, Sabrina, what if you change your mind after your surgery? Don't you know it's irreversible? Yeah, God, I fucking hope so. <laughs> it would really suck if I went to my gynecologist for a follow-up only to hear her tell me, sorry, but I've got some bad news, Sabrina. It's starting to grow back. What the fuck? I thought my clitoris was just swollen. No, I'm afraid it's not the female Viagra. Damn it. <laughs> That's when you realize you got more to worry about than getting ready for the holidays. <laughs> you got to trim the tree and you're clad. Woo uh, Christmas carols will never be the same. I'm dreaming of a normal clitoris. <laughs> Or the new seasonal favorite, up on the rooftop, clit, clit, clit. <laughs> Here comes Santa to invert your dick. Yes, I went there. I can't believe I did that. Oh, I'm crazy. This, this election has completely driven me over the edge, and I'm pretty much half past give a shit. So I'm pretty much going to say whatever the fuck I want to. Um, so. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm not sure how I want to end this set. I was thinking about singing a song, uh, Joke Workshop. I sang, uh, I sang a song about sex reassignment surgery. Now, I'm kind of torn between that one and, Oh, Canada. Sorry, I don't know the rest. I make a really shitty Canadian citizen, so. I guess I'm just going to kind of stick it out for the next four years with the, with the rest of you, so. Do I have time? Should I sing the sex reassignment song just for fun? Yes, you should sing the sex all reassignment right, song. All right, all right. It's fun and educational, so all right, listen up, everybody. I'm going to dispel some uh, misconceptions here. SRS, SRS, no, you don't cut it off. You make a slit, scoop it out, and turn it inside out like a sock. Then you'll find... Your new vagina is lined. The silent majority is weirded out. But who gives a shit about them anyway? Yeah! All right. All right, this has been Sabrina Miller, a.k.a. Sabreezy. Don't ask me how I got that nickname. It was at Walmart. And that's my time. Yay! Yeah, Sabreezy Miller! Generous time, it never bothered me anyway. Uh, yay, yay! I, uh, and you can't freeze it, you just make it better. Uh, hey everybody, we have more comedians here on the happy hour. I'm actually getting happy, which is funny because I was in such a sad pallor of malaise earlier. I didn't know what to do. Your next comedian actually is going to make me sad because he's moving to L.A. But you know what? He's going to be amazing in L.A. I know he'll make his own rooms and he'll make something happen down there, which like isn't happening already because, you know, uh, but he'll put an underground back to L.A. Put your hands together, everybody, for Phil Gillies. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, happy Veterans Day and happy Pam losing her shit day. 
I did not. There's got to be more people who would also hit that hard that the worst man has become president. But I hope, Jonathan, I hope you're being supported, really supportive, because you may have a mess to clean up if it keeps going down this way. Uh, I'm so glad that you are so... <laughs> we're on the same page. Okay, that's good. Uh, God, I just, I think I love this new Pam. I think she's, you know, like... Her being angry is the best, most refreshing thing on the planet because her remarks are so warranted. Anytime she calls a comic an asshole or says something about how someone's an asshole, most of the time they are. She's just the sweetest lady on the planet and she just suppresses it because she doesn't want to be mean. But this is keep it up. And also I noticed, did you reward yourself with the new outfit when the when Trump became president? Because I noticed those are fresh pants. Did you get them out of another tree or what? It's a, <laughs> That's well, you deserved them. You earned them. Oh, man, I don't think it's uh, it's a happy Veterans Day for everybody. What about all the veterans that needed to go deposit a check today and all the banks are closed? <laughs> what a perfect way to honor them, huh? Anyhow, uh, disability. Yeah, they think that, yeah, people still need their disability checks. What? On Friday? <laughs> oh. So uh, I'm in a relationship. My girlfriend, she's Mexican. Um, she's in, she's in Mexico now, not because Trump did anything about it. The tacos are just better there, and so she's. Uh, and she likes to make me spicy food. You know, I like spicy food, but spicy food to her, her definition is Mexican spicy. Mine is white spicy, and Mexican spicy makes white spicy look like little bitch spicy. Okay. <laughs> I make food and I'm putting hot sauce on it. I'm just like, okay, huh, 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 all right, here we go. All right, that's good. And she looks and she'll left. She's like, ha, ha, get that bottle, take the whole damn top off, and be like, hmm. Here you go, little bitch. And here is a jalapeno on the side. The food she gives me is so spicy. I have to refrigerate my toilet paper. <laughs> and I, I walk out of the bathroom and I'm just like, ah. Oh. Uh, and she's like, babe, why is there an ice pack in your butt? And I'm just like, because you made me food, that's why. She's so stubborn, you know, like you could be telling her something that will improve her well-being, and if she doesn't see it, she's still going to disagree with you. Like, she recently broke her foot, and we're at the doctor, and uh, he's trying to tell her that, you know, she's fractured her foot and she needs surgery, but she's not having it, all right? My girlfriend, a community college student, is arguing with someone with a medical degree. The doctor is showing her the x-ray. He's like, all right, here's your x-ray. You've got a clean fracture on your foot. And uh, the best way, so, so like, I'm going to need to go in there and uh, give you surgery. And she's like, she's like uh, no, it can't, be, it can't be fractured. It hurts a lot. It's got to be all the way broken. It's, it hurts a lot. He's like... No, like the x-ray right here shows that, you know, you've got a clean break. There's just a little piece of bone that has separated, and um, it's just a fracture. Uh, the rest of the pain in your foot is due to inflammation. And so she was somewhat defeated by this, you know, sound medical explanation. And she's like, well, fine. What's the best way to, to deal with it? What do I do? And she's like, and the doctor's like, well, surgery. You're going to need surgery. And she's like, no, I'm not going to have surgery. I don't trust it. And then... He's like, well, let me put it to you this way. You got, your, your bone is like this. 
and it needs to be like this. And all I'm going to do is make a small little incision. I'm going to go in there, put the bone back with the other bone, put a screw in there, and then sew it back up. You're going to be asleep. You're going to be asleep the whole time. You're not going to feel any pain. And she just looks at him and she goes, no, not doing it. And like, I thought he was going to give up because I would have. I would have just given up a long time ago. But uh, he changed her mind in one sentence. He looks at her and he goes, if you don't have this surgery, you're never going to be able to wear high heels again. Wow. When was the next appointment you had available, doctor? <laughs> Nothing gets in the way of women and their, sur and their fashion, not even surgery. I've also learned how to win arguments now because like anytime she's arguing with me, I'd be like, well, it'd be a shame if your favorite dress just disappeared and you couldn't wear it anymore, huh? Yeah, case dropped every single time. <laughs> My name's Phil Gillis. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Phil Gillis threatening his girlfriends by burning their dresses. Yeah. Uh, just so you guys know, that's how the uh, I uh, popped my ACL in 2007, which saved me from having a baby, thank God, and divorcing my husband. How lovely. Uh, but the only way they talked me into the surgery was that the, the doctor said, like, hey, do you still want to drop it like it's hot? And I was like, fuck yeah, I still got to do that. <laughs> I was like, so what you're saying is if I don't get this ACL repair, I will never be able to just drop to my knees out of nowhere and do whatever the fuck I want. And he's like, no, you'll never be able to do that again. I'm like, let's do this fucking surgery. Uh, yeah, it was 2007. I am so dating myself. Dropping it's like it's hot was so important then. Uh, it might still be important to your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jeremy Adkins! Ah, thank you as always, Pam. I uh, this has been a fucked up year. It's been an interesting year. I uh, my comedy career. Like, let's let's talk about this really quick. The fucking election. It felt like a classroom election between the smartest kid in the room and the grossest kid in the room. And the smartest kid in the room was always right, just right, just smart, right, but smug as fuck about it. Like, I'm right. I'm right, you're wrong. And so everybody went, fuck it. We're voting for the kid who shits his pants because at least he doesn't talk about it. <laughs> it just it doesn't make any sense. Now, like I said, this has been an interesting fucking year. I, my com I turned 45. My comedy career turned one. Now, my comedy career has been a little older than one, and I have a joke that already came back and bit me in the ass. So the night... I think it will be forever known as the night he won, right? And like years from now, people go, who was he? And you'll go, the orange one came and ruined the shit, right? Like, so the night that he won, I got really fucking high. I mean, really high. And then I decided I'm going to eat as much ice cream as I can fucking stomach. So I went to 7-Eleven, went in, set my pint down on the counter, and the guy across the counter said, How, how's it going? And I looked at him and I said, he won. And he kind of went, uh, uh, yeah, 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 my friend, uh, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, he's kind of tripped out. I'll, I'll just, you know, reassure him that this is, you know, we all feel the same way. I go, that's kind of insane, right? And he just kind of went, oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay, 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 okay. 
and just backing off and kind of turned around and walked off. And it wasn't until I got out in the parking lot that I realized, and so I'll tell you the joke now. I got introduced the other day, and the host said, this, is the, this next comic needs a lot of love. Give him a lot of laughs. He's probably going to go back to prison soon. <laughs> ah, thanks, yeah. And so the following week, he introduces me, and he starts by saying, hey, this next comic is the nicest guy. And I went, oh, fuck, that's awesome. That's awesome. He's going to be cool about it. He's going to talk about how funny I am, what a nice guy I am. He goes, this next comic is the nicest guy who looks like he's going to commit a hate crime. Now let's go back to the parking lot of 7-Eleven where I'm standing there and I realize that none of the things I said to that guy told him what side of the coin I was on. I just said he won. That's insane. The poor Middle Eastern guy behind the counter suddenly went, oh shit, here we go, it begins. This is my first one. Fuck! And now I have no way of going back in because I don't know if that's for sure. And all I'm going to do is freak him the fuck out if I go back in and go, hey, I'd like to apologize for what I just said. Because I didn't really say anything. So now I'm fucked. I made this guy uncomfortable and I have no way of fixing it. I have a great ability of doing that. So years ago, I toured with a band, stayed with some friends. The only room left is sleeping in the bed with a friend of mine. It's cool. I'm asleep. She's asleep. I guess somewhere in my subconscious, I needed to reassure her because I rolled over. Now, I remember I was like 240 pounds. All I did was eat and lift weights. So I rolled over, I wrapped my arms around her, and I whispered in her ear, don't worry, I won't hurt you. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't, you shouldn't say that to a woman in daylight in the middle of town, let alone in the middle of the night in her bed. <laughs> Yeah, like that's something you say to someone right before you hurt them. <laughs> like that's, and you can ask Arjun about that, that's pretty much what the biker said to Arjun right before he was going to beat the shit out of him, yeah. And so once again, I'm fucked because I can't like go, hey, uh, I was just trying to be nice by being creepy. <laughs> so basically I said that, I rolled over, I went back to sleep. I don't think she's gone back to sleep yet. All right, that was my time. Thanks a lot. Yay! Yay! Jeremy Atkins. No one's going to sleep ever. Every time you shave your head, people are more scared than they can ever believe, which they shouldn't because you're such a nice guy. You just, you just chose to, you know, do like uh, jujitsu and have head tattoos. So that's okay. That's great. Yay! He's a kind individual. We love him very much. Uh, if the police ever say anything, I say right now, he was not, he was, he was helping. He's a superhero. He's the one on the good side. I honestly, like, there could be a framing. Anyways, I shouldn't even, why am I saying things like this out loud? Your next comedian is a really funny lady. She's a lovely human being. And wow, I love all of her theories. Uh, you guys, if you haven't listened to her before, get ready to clap now. Put your hands together wildly for Madison D. Hey, thanks. I didn't realize you were talking about me, so that was a surprise. Thanks. I do have a lot of theories, though. That does make sense. Um, <laughs> 
so anyways, I, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, um, so I don't know if you guys heard, but Trump got elected. No! I know, right? And if like any white men in here are feeling guilty, I have an idea for you. It doesn't, it doesn't, oh, <laughs> yeah, I figured. Um, it doesn't like completely alleviate your responsibility, but just like buy some fucking tampons and keep them in your bathroom. Like, just do it. Like, you don't know who's going to randomly be at your place and need a tampon. And, like, there's no reason for me to have to, like, stuff toilet paper up there just to, like, deal with a normal human function. Like, you have toilet paper, so just get some fucking tampons, too. Thanks, Pam. <laughs> I about women. That yeah, just, like, consider just one basic biological function. Hell, yeah. I wrote down tent but then I crossed it out so who knows oh man <laughs> um I regularly think that I see Woody Harrelson in the street but it's usually a homeless guy and I'm disappointed <laughs> this doesn't happen to you ever not here in San Francisco really man maybe it's me um hmm. have you guys heard of tentacle porn <laughs> yeah. Um, I misunderstood what that was completely. <laughs> I thought that it was porn where dudes got their dicks sucked on by like baby octopuses. And I felt so bad for these octopi, these octopuses. Like that's animal cruelty, but that's that's not what tentacle porn is in case anyone is unclear. <laughs> not at all. Um Oh, especially now, like especially today, I just, I really wish that I grew up in a different time, you know, like even as like a different person, like, you know what I really want to be? I want to be like a upper middle class white dude from the fifties. <laughs> They're fucking made. <laughs> like I get it. Like I get why you would be bummed about losing all that privilege. Like... If I could have a wife who like made me dinner and a drink and like raised my children, and then I would just work sort of, but drink a lot, um, and have like multiple mistresses, fuck yeah, that's the life. Um, but yeah, nobody gets that now. Or, or other option, now men and women can have that. That's what I tell yeah. myself. Yeah, when I'm 35, I've already planned this out. I'm gonna have. <laughs> <laughs> this like hot dude who's like maybe like 24 25 who I'm gonna fuck because I'm gonna be rich so like I mean like not like I'm gonna pay for him but just like you know I'll pay for our meals and then I'll like teach him like lots about sex and everyone wins that's that's my idea uh, um <laughs> and I think I'll be really good for this because right now um I'm not like super slutty. Like I do my best, but like, <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> I don't really like people, <laughs> so like it's really challenging. But anyways, my like life goal is to fuck the world. Like fuck one person from every single country, because I think that'll, like you know, you can learn a lot about everything. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so anyways, I'll be great at like, you know, teaching this 24 year old how to fuck because I'll have fucked the world. That's my goal. And that's not a good ending. But suck it. I'm done. Thanks. Bye. Madison D, you just won yourself. Are you available next Friday from 8 to 10? Sure. Cool, because you just won the best set, guest to guest set. Well, I fucked up, and next week, I, I've been in such a malaise and such a dark place that next week is a hell hat, and I haven't booked anybody. <laughs> I have nobody booked for next week. I have nothing happening next Friday. <laughs> so the first person I'm booking is Madison Dunnitz because you just wowed me right now with your amazing set. The best set gets a guest set. You get the big set, girl. Uh, give it up for everybody for Madison D. Yay! You're so funny and you're so pretty. I hate you and I love you at the same time. I don't know how to feel. It's I, I don't know how to feel anyways right now. It's really confusing. Uh, hey, we have a comedian left and a person who, I don't know if he's a comedian or not, but he might have things to say, so we're going to try it out. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for your next person who's going to talk into a microphone for whatever he wants for four minutes. It doesn't have to be funny, but I know he does all kinds of things, so I'm sure it'll be wonderful. Everybody, put your hands together for Matthew Hughes. Yay! Yay! Sure, why not? I wasn't expecting to talk, but you know what? So then I'll do it anyway. Um, so I think everyone's kind of talking about the election, and I'll talk about something completely different. Um, so my first job, my first job was actually as a lifeguard, and this was a. It wasn't like a cool like lifeguarding position where like you know you get paid decent hours, and you're like you know we work in front of a pool, and you're looking cool, and you get tan shit. No, that's not that's not what I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, you had a great then. I what I did was I worked at Raging Waters Water Park. I don't know if any of you've been there. I think there's I think there's a location like up in NorCal or something. I don't know. San, San Jose. Oh yeah, see, yeah, San Jose. So there's one where I where I'm from. I'm from San Dimas, and if anyone's ever watched Bill and Ted, anyone, anyone? Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not from San Dimas High School, but you know what? I'll I'll take it. I'll take it anyway. Doesn't matter. But I worked there. I worked there from like 15 to 16, which was I think I don't know 2010, 2011, something like that. It was it was okay for a first job, but it was also really, really, really shitty. And I can tell you why. First off, minimum wage for basically standing in front of uh, standing in the sun for. Oh, I don't know, eight, like six hours a day doing nothing, watching probably four feet deep water, and not watching like you know maybe kids who need your help or anything, but just like like the some fifty year old like like five hundred pound balding white dude just kind of float by on this dinghy, and you're just like oh, God, just come on, please, please go, please go on, and that's basically what that job was like, except for. The slides were, you know, they're they're okay, but it's occasionally people were really idiots. That's what I f uh, figured out. People are f fucking idiots at water parks. I don't. It's in theme parks, especially. I think it's one of those things where you go inside and you pay like sixty or fifty or whatever the fuck uh, am I, is. The, uh, sorry, whatever the entrance uh, price is for. Oh, there you go. See, that's that's not even that bad. 
whatever the entrance price is to turn your brain off for like how long you're there. And by turn your brain off, I mean you don't pay attention. There's there's safety signs plastered everywhere. It doesn't matter. You need the people need to be told multiple times on what to do. There's um there's a uh, water slide called Vortex, right? And so it just spits you on this, uh, it's just like, a, it's a little, it's a little, yeah, no, it's a, like this little single person slide, spins you around and uh, spits you out into a four feet deep pool. Physics, well, properties well, of physics. The lifeguard is posted at the bottom of this thing and you're, you got this chair and you're just sitting there and remember this, this water is four feet deep. And so the people who would come out and usually is, is I don't know why, but middle-aged people, they are terrible at this. Middle-aged people, uh, they'll come out and they'll start just like flailing around, just doing like just drowning, literally with an inch of water above their head. You and you have to jump in and kind of just you don't you don't you can't tell them because they're still underwater, but you can kind of just like flip them around slowly and like bring them back around. It's like, sir, 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 please, just look. I know I, I know this is tough for you, but you can just stand up. Kids get it way easier. I, I don't know why. Kids get it way easier. They, they just like instantly start treading water. It's like, oh, I can, I can touch the ground. I'm fine. But adults, they just kind of like kick their feet like this for like a solid minute. I, I, I got like, like a nail by one one time. One guy just like somehow instead of doing what normal people do and kind of like try to tilt forward in the water so they can, you know, get their weight under them and just kind of tread water. He went just back and just kept doing this because apparently this is where he thought the surface was. And so his feet start bicycling in the air and I'm like, sir, sir, wait, please, no, this is, life is this way, don't go that way, please, follow, follow my voice. And I ended up just taking just a straight foot to the face. And that was, that was great times and that was one of my uh, favorite memories there because everything else was just so ungodly, mind-numbly boring that I don't want to talk about it. But, you know, it, it's occasionally there are cool things that happened. Um, I believe, I, yeah, and so I think, uh, let's see, not much else happened. Oh, there was a mom who, you know, when I tried to get her kid to wear a life jacket when, I, when she's trying to go in the wave pool, Kid's like two, right? He can't swim. It's like, oh no, he can swim. He can swim. It's like, no, ma'am, he can't. He can't. No. I need your manager. Well, I'm fine. Bring some manager over. She keeps going and going until finally she's talking to corporate. I'm already going off to the next position, and the kid's just standing there, like sad, like I just want to go swim, man. Thank you guys so much for listening to me rant for like a solid minute. Anyway, thank you. Yay, Matthew Hughes. Yay. Yay! New comedians every day hanging out. I wish that Pervert Fur would make his music louder so that we could hear it in the fills. You know what? We went from one Matthew to another, but uh, our next one is much quirkier. Uh, he is uh, part of the 17th level of the Dark Tower. I don't think that he believes yet that Trump is our true president. I think he's a gunslinger like me. I think that he's going to come out, and I know that we cannot... Uh, you know, threaten the president in any way because it's a classy felony. But we can at least we can at least write letters and tell him to kill himself. Put your hands together. It's Matthew Quirk. Oh fuck that, Pam. Those of you who've been following my career know that I've been calling for El uh, Generalissimo Trump for president from the get-go, and I'm here to fucking gloat. No heckling. 
So, yeah, I'm here to quote Generalissimo Trump. Man, I can't believe you guys didn't see this coming. I thought you guys were a bunch of comics in the room. You couldn't see the fucking punchline to this joke a mile away? You can see the stage, the showmanship and the stagecraft of this political fucking genius from the get-go? Holy shit, man. I can't believe other guys are, I can't believe you're disappointed. I mean, this guy was like, we're mostly comedians in here, right? You guys know how to get cheap laughs and, right, go for, like, you know, save yourself. That's all Trump was doing the whole fucking time. Cheap laughs, lowest common denominator. That's a fucking surefire way to success in America. Man. And, and I was here for the governator. Clap your hands if you were here for the governor, right? Yeah. Yeah, that guy won because people seen him on the TV, man. He was not for his political stance or anything. How could you even be disappointed with fucking Generalissimo Trump? I can't believe people didn't see it coming. I mean, once he said he was going to legalize grabbing women by the pussy, that's the kind of great America that no man could do without. And I got to tell you, as far as the sisterhood is concerned, all you I'm with herd, man, I get, yeah. Yeah, I get exactly. Rattle, rattle, here comes. I think I touched a nerve with Pam back there. So, I mean, I mean, the sisterhood. I mean, guess there's a lot of desperate women who want to get their pussies grabbed in the near future because there's no other explanation for why 51% of our population didn't vote against him. I guess none of you guys date women, right? Shit, they. They will ditch their best friend for a man. They will ditch everything they care for for a new man. And that's basically all that happened. Trump is a rich man, and all these women ditched their fucking shit for him. Perfect explanation. How else could he have won? Right? Nobody? You guys just staring at me. I guess you're fascinated by my, my, my uh, uh, on-point political analysis. They've been trained not to listen to truth. It's been, they've been hypnotized. Oh, oh, we're having a discussion? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'll give you extra minutes. (laughs) What I'm saying is that they've been trained not to listen to truth, so they're confused at this point, because they don't know what's happening, because they they have been hypnotized. No, they're not confused at all. They wanted that powerful man. They wanted someone to grab them by the pussy in a patriotic manner. (laughs) That's right. And personally, I can't wait to grab my first pussy. I wonder if I should wait and make it special. Save it for January 20th. I mean, why Trump? He's just president-elect right now. I think I could hold off till, till January, right? And then just like part of the inaugurational ball. I'm going to have an inaugurational ball. Hell yeah. I'm going to be balls deep in inauguration. Man, I can't wait. It's, I look so forward to it. And, and, and look at all the bright sides. I mean, no more worrying about the future. No more... No more wondering what's going to happen. It's all over. You don't have to explain shit to your kids. You don't got to say nothing to nobody. Because in four years, we're going to burn through all our resources, proliferated nuclear arms, started wars we are going to not just can't win, we're going to lose. I mean, I suppose some of you younger, younger generations out there are going to have to learn some Mandarin to answer to your Chinese overlords. But, you know... 
I'm just going to bounce in like five years. I've already had the best years of my life, and I'm just going to rock out of here. I even got my fanny pack right. Oh, there it is over there. I got my fanny pack and everything. I'm ready to rock this out like it's 1989, and there will never be a 1999. Peace out. Matthew Quirk, peace out. I don't know. I mean, I've been reading the fucking. I'm. I, I just finished book six of the motherfucking Dark Tower series, so I'm like, oh, where are we going now? Who are we feeding our babies to? The vampires? Is this what we're doing? The low men? Is this how we're cashing out? Stephen King? Sorry, I I have no idea what reality is anymore. Like I've completely lost it. The other day, I asked a ten-year-old whether a narwhal was real or not. I'm like, I don't know what fiction or reality is anymore. Is there a being that lives in the sea with a unicorn corn, and it's called a narwhal? I don't remember if that's from Narnia or if that's real. She looked it up and told me it was real. I felt a lot better about myself. Your last comedian of the night, he. Is he is, uh, I mean, does he have a unicorn horn? I don't, I believe everything now. I'm going to say yes. He is of the special people with the unicorn horns. He, uh, everybody put your hands together. It's Sanj Nawa. What's up, guys? Yeah, it's good to be here. Woo! Uh, guys, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a newscaster. I wanted to be a newscaster. I wanted to be on Good Morning America, which is stupid. You know, look at me like I'm not Good Morning America. I'm more like Good Night Guatemala. You know what I mean? I uh, know. I'm East Indian, actually. Uh, I'm East Indian, but everybody just thinks I'm a really smart Mexican. It's, uh, it's pretty. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. They're like, are you really Indian? I'm like, see. Sí. Yeah. <laughs> fucking A, dude. What can I talk about? Guys, I feel like advertisements are just getting dumber and dumber. They're just getting stupid now. Like, I, I was in the BART station the other day, and I saw an ad. I saw an ad for uh, books for the blind. Guys, I saw an ad for the blind. All right? This is fucking, this is ridiculous. <sighs> Spent a lot of time on YouTube. Anyone here? Woo, YouTube, yeah. Wasting our lives, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, I saw a video. It was like how to tell if you have OCD, and I clicked on it like ten times. My br- my my browser crashed. I don't fucking I don't know, guys. I don't know what the deal is. I live in Oakland. Uh, my neighbor's a elderly black gentleman. He used to be a crack addict. Uh, guys, they say black don't crack, uh, but when black does crack. Black does crack. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's just how that works. You guys uh, like Chick Fil A? Chick Fil A? Anyone here? Is uh, are we gonna? Okay, fam. It's funny you say that. Like, all right. If you guys don't know, I don't know who who wouldn't know. But apparently, like the the president or whatever, he basically came out and said he hated gay people. You know, he was like, the only meat I'm putting in my mouth is chicken, you know? <laughs> he didn't say that, but if he was funny, he would have said that. That's what, that's what, he, that's what he would have fucking said. And, uh, guys, I didn't start eating Chick-fil-A till after he said that. 
Because my roommate's gay. And I walked in on him having sex one day. And in the corner was a half-eating Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. I was like, that must be, it must be fucking amazing. <laughs> I left, I fucking left the Folsom Street Parade that was going on in my apartment. And uh, I, went, I went and got some chicken sandwiches. It was, it is, it is very good. It is very good. If I was gay, I'd still eat it. I'd be, I'd, if he comes out and says he like hates brown people, I'll be like, all right, well, fucking, I don't, I don't care. I still like the chicken. It's fucking, it's fucking amazing. I, uh, I feel like we as a culture have gotten too PC, and I think, uh, I actually think Trump's election is part of that, but I, I don't have time to go into it right now. Uh, I, I do think it's part of it. We, like, it's great, and I think being politically correct is a privilege that people have, you know, like, I, like, I went to East Oakland, I asked a kid what his preferred pronoun was. He was like, what the fuck? It's a pronoun, dude. Like, like, what the fuck is going on? You guys are being fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pam. Sanj Noah! At least the concept of talking about pronouns is a thing. That's so great. Like, oh, I am so sad about the future. This has been happy hour. And um, I'm not, it's so hard for me to be happy because I don't know how to feel about things and the life and universe. But what I do know is that Timothy Pizza is still going to moogity moog the ones and twos and make you lose your blues. If you've got the moogie blues, he's going to take them away uh, for the rest of this time because I can't even conceptualize what's happening with the universe right now. I'm still like... I feel like, does anybody remember, like, okay, so does anybody remember when um, Atari was real and you could take the thing and stick it to your forehead like a unicorn and it would make, like, a weird little, it would make, like, a, um, a, a hickey on your forehead because you, does anybody remember Atari? Does anybody, did anybody do Frogger? Not Frogger. My favorite one was, um, shit, Pitfall. Remember Pitfall? I feel like I'm in Pitfall right now. And they keep wanting me to jump on the head of the alligators whose mouth is opening and you have to go one direction and turn the other and you're like, I can't do it, I can't, it's so hard. And you take the thing, you make it a unicorn and you're like, I will be okay. It takes us to the 17th level of tower. I'm losing my shit, everybody. That's what I'm saying. I can't even handle it anymore. I need to go to smoke a cigarette. This has been happy hour. There's gonna be, there's gonna be a Pamtastic's up next at eight o'clock. Pervert Fervor is gonna play the interim because he has things to say about the universe in boobity boops. And everything's going to be okay. And I'm not ever going to talk during our next show because we have nine amazing comedians, three from, two from Denver, one from Chicago slash Indiana. May she be able to explain her people to us? Can she explain? The reason I'm not going to talk is I can't ask her to explain her people to us. Can I ask her? I'll be like, hey, I know you're from Indiana. You're from South Bend. What do you do? Explain your people to me. Tell me how they're Americans. Can you please? I can't, I can't. And then the rest of the people are all from San Francisco and stuff and everything's gonna be okay. Good night, everybody.
here we are at Mutiny Radio. I am feeling a lot better than I was earlier today, mostly because I'm drunk. Uh, that's lovely. No, no, it's scary. I, this is the first time I've been on stage since the new president-elect has been elected. And uh, I haven't said anything out loud, no microphone really, you know. So I don't want to be so angry. I don't want to be an angry person. I don't want to be an angry bitch or a dog or a bimbo. Uh, just using words that our new president-elect calls women. You know, it's cool. I'm a bimbo. It's good. I'm a four. I think I'm a four, you know, if you're 